chirping. And birds was chirping hella early. It's like, I don't mind it sometimes. That shit woke me up. Yeah. <laughs> I hate crows. Huh? Crow, uh, yeah. Crows be hella annoying. But you know what they're useful for? That land. They be stopping the rodents and shit from digging up all the seeds. Mm-hmm. Everything got a use. Uh-huh. Dialectics. <laughs> Everything, Everything got a use. I know motherfuckers tired of hearing that word. <laughs> but what other word do you like? Hey, it's such you a do. simple word to, to make sense of so many things. I mean, you just got to be repetitive. That's It's such a simple word to make sense of Part so of educating many yourself things. is repetition. You feel me? Chopper flying overhead. Is that a news chopper, the police chopper? Or the hospital chopper. <laughs> no, them birds, especially because it's hot out now, so it's like I got my windows open. Five o'clock. I mean, I'm getting up at five anywhere around. It's nice after though. Five. Like, I like waking up in this. In this, like it's kind of like the crack of dawn. Yeah, that's. It's a good feeling. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it's morning. I was, I was, I was up, prayed, meditated. Fell back asleep. <laughs> got back up again. I actually I feel better when I get up. You feel me at dawn? Like when I don't, uh, I feel a difference. Like I feel better. You feel me? I feel more sluggish when I like sleep in versus uh-huh. if I, I wake up for Fajr. You feel me? I feel a lot better. <laughs> the latest I like to sleep in is like if I sleep past six forty-five, then I know I probably wasn't. I either went to bed too late or I'm just on some. Lazy shit, but like six forty-five. If I wake up at that time, oh, that's like my ideal time, time to get moving. Mm-hmm. And it's nice now because you feel me. You up at if you up at that time, it's bright out. So it ain't you feel me. It ain't weird to get up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't feel all like you in the days. It's like, oh, shit, it's bright out. I mean, <laughs> get your day started. <laughs> get your day moving. But so here we are on this bright, dry, hot. Sunny day. Sunny, almost summer day. In Oakland, California. People will say, this isn't hot if you live in L.A. or if you live on the East Coast. You know, we don't come here for your affirmation of our weather. We're talking about our experience. Feel me? Our uh, material reality. (laughs) (laughs) Our objective conditions of being uh, occupants of this territory exposed to this climate. Hella black. That is wild, though. Especially, you feel me, like... Well, how hot is it outside? Say it's 75. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no breeze, though. But it's... Uh, it's and that's... It's when that, when that sun, and Yeah, it's hella pollen. When that sun hit, too, it just hit different. And then, you know... 75 get, at 10. If we get up to 80 degrees, too. Like 75 at 1042, is, it's pretty... It's good weather, that's for sure. But, I mean, shoot. It feels dry outside, though. It's not like a cool 75. Yeah. It's like dry. It's, dry. No, yeah, it's like no, desert no 75 type shit. And in these old houses, you feel me? It's like the airflow isn't good, so it get mm-hmm. hella stuffy. It get hella hot. Then the heat rises, you feel yeah. me? So it's like, shoot, it could be 78 outside, but 83 inside. And ain't no AC. And all of these, you know, old Oakland houses. So with climate change, you feel me? It's only going to get... Worse, hotter and hotter, ain't enough infrastructure. What is AC gonna mean when it's so hot the power blows out? Like, I mean, like, literally AC the power, the good. power literally went out yesterday, probably because of the heat. Yeah, you AC feel me? Like that's gonna good. be over and over, and then oh, add wildfires into it. So now you can't even get no airflow because the smoke. Let's go. And what does this all come back to? Capitalism. Come on. Colonialism. What imperialism. Does it all come back racism. To? Fascism. That's what's here. 
That is what is here. And that's what we up against. And that's what we will, that is what we will be discussing on episode 127. Of Hella of Black Podcast. Hella Black Podcast. As always, like, and so, matter of fact, we've been asking y'all to leave us a, some reviews on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And I'll be able to tell you if we have any f- new reviews. Hmm. Seems to me that we don't. Wow. And we all be listening to this. That's was wow. Y'all Our last mean, review was five months ago. Come on, y'all. Like, man, Cole, give us a five star review. Well, this is on. I don't have. Do you got Spotify on your phone? Yeah. The last time see I checked, Spotify, it was the see same. What it says on I'm Spotify. A, a, <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. 64. Are we at 49 before? I think. No. no. Did you? You, which one are you talking about? We had seven, we had seven hundred and forty nine on Apple Podcasts. Wait, I'm talking about that's Spotify. the number I brought up. Okay, Spotify we have sixty four. What was the what's the date? I on think it? the last time it was forty nine. What's the date on there? It doesn't show you the dates. Let me see. It um, don't show you the same way as Apple Podcasts does. Uh, it just show you. Guys all right. Well, if you listen to us via Apple Podcasts, can you give us a review and a comment? Come Even on. if you don't listen to it and you got an iPhone and you have Apple Podcasts on your phone, go open that. Give us a five star review. Give us a review. against these companies with big budgets of marketing. Like you never hear a spot a marketing uh, or advertising in our podcast. We're competing against those companies who have access to the millions and millions of listeners. Ten more reviews in the next ten days. <laughs> Boycotting. <laughs> like I'm, I was just looking at some shit. Let me see. Oh, uh, but nah. Support the real. Support the podcast. You feel me? Uh, shout out to all our listeners. Throughout the world, you feel me? Throughout the diaspora, you know, we had, we was top 10 in Belize. You seen that? Mm-hmm. Shout out all the people in Belize. Top 10 in society and culture. Was in the top 30 for all podcasts in Belize, you feel me? So shout out to y'all for listening, you know what I'm saying? Hella black. If you listen to our previous episode, 126, right? Repression raises consciousness. Um, definitely go listen to that. We talked about the importance to organize, um, especially in response uh, to uh, both as a proactive measure and ultimately also being responsive to the inevitable white supremacist violence that we will face, whether it be from the old-fashioned bullet, whether it be from housing, whether it be from education, whether it be from healthcare, um, just being prepared. Food insecurities, right? Uh, this is why we need to organize and build decolonization programs. And this is, we've recorded that episode uh, based off a of writing that we had that went out, you know, following the um, neo Nazi massacre uh, in Buffalo where new Africans, uh, I believe it was nine or ten new Africans were killed. Uh, ten new Africans were killed, right? Uh, by a neo-Nazi, and you had a lot of takes being like, oh, we need to get armed, and it's like, yes, we need to do all these things, but in an organized fashion. And so you have uh, a shoot, another mass shooting that took the lives of a, of babies, period. That's what they was, kids, man. Took the lives of babies, and, uh, you know, we're seeing, excuse me, mass media propaganda being able to say, see, this isn't about race. This is a. Uh, this is about gun control. This is about, this is gun about control. mental health. Separating it from white supremacist 
imperialist colonial subjugation. Like when it, whether it's the niggas down the street that shoot each other, that's a result of white supremacist violence. You feel me? Whether it's not having enough food to eat, that's a result of white supremacist violence. Whether it's not having, whether it's uh, all these how empty houses but people still sleep on the street, that's a result of white supremacist violence. And we have to be able to get people to realize that so that we can make sure we're not organizing around one issue, right? Not being sectarian, and that we can be rooted in the actual uh, backwards ideology that in system that governs this nation uh, in reference to capitalism. We can start uh, organizing, right? What we will say decolonization programs to address uh, the, the many forms of violence. And we wanna talk about organizing versus activism on this episode, uh, because what, what you see right now is a lot of activism. We want to know if we can call it activism. Well, I guess it's activism, right? Just being able to say what you want to say or whatever and lead some of these. I'm going to call it talking. Yeah. <laughs> some people, they say they're doing activism. They're just talking into oblivion because is Twitter really, you feel me? People call themselves activists because they post on Instagram and post on Twitter. You know, some activists, at least, you feel me, they're going outside to a protest and just talking, at least. You feel me? At least they is amongst people rather than just... You know, speaking into the oblivion of Twitter or Instagram into the CIA control algorithm, you know, but it is important to understand the distinction between activism uh, and between organizing. You know what I'm saying? If you break down the words, activism is activating. You feel me? It's like, oh, you were trying to activate a person to a specific cause. Most times activists uh, inherently are also very, I would say, secretarian too. Mm -hmm. Meaning they pick one issue and focus on one issue rather than, you know, as a revolutionary, you have to address it from the root. You have to address it from the foundation. If you're addressing things from the foundation, it's going to be addressing colonialism, settler colonialism, capitalism, racism, and imperialism. We address the foundation. We want to eliminate the whole system as revolutionaries and build a new society uh, based on egalitarian and humanist principles, right? Um, so activists are just... <laughs> A lot of times, oh, I'm an activist and I'm only activist around food or I'm only an activist around lead being in the water. I'm only an activist around uh, the murder of police killings. And you talk and you try and activate people around that cause, but you aren't necessarily organizing people to change the cause, to change what led to the issue in the first place. So organize means you're organizing people. Act, you are, you were always activating a person like an organizer. You have to be able to activate people, but you're also using a political machine, aka the organization, to move the people towards a specific objective, towards a specific goal. Whether you know you're getting um, concessions, you're organizing around concessions, or you're organizing for us to free the land from your American control, right? So, organizer implies that you is organizing. You get a, a mass body of people. You feel me? You get a or a smaller body, you know, the Revolutionary Cadre organization, and you're getting people organized to move towards a specific direction. And for us as revolutionary nationalists, as New Africans, our specific direction is to free the land from your American control, to free the Republic of New Africa. So it's organization. To be an organizer, you have to be a part of an organization. And again, if you are a revolutionary organizer, you need to be a part of a revolutionary cadre organization because a lot of people calling themselves organizers, but, you know, they're organizing for a nonprofit the whole time. They're organizing on very secretarian. You know, organizers can be secretarian, too, uh -huh. <laughs> one with activists. Like, uh -huh. okay, we're a part of this organization, and the only thing we're doing is working on the school-to-prison pipeline versus 
working to free the land. You feel me? Versus mm-hmm. addressing it all. So to be a revolutionary organizer, you have to address. You were addressing everything. <laughs> you were addressing the system as a whole. And it's important that people are able to distinguish between the two so that in moments like this, uh, their energy isn't directed towards the wrong thing, right? Because like in times of whether it be the, the, the moments that are, captivate, that are captured by mass media of the colonial violence that you know, oppressed peoples are subjected to, or whether it be the day-to-day things that you have to see just by going outside, right? Uh, it's going to be, if you weren't having an emotional response to this, I would, you, know, you would be what one would consider a sociopath, right? Like your lack of void, your, your, the void of feeling, right? Um, and so we know that people will have, an, rightfully so, have an emotional response to the violence that folks are being subjected to, but it's important that you follow the organization versus the activists when giving the opportunity to, right? Because the organization is going to be, should, the proper organization is going to be less feelings-based, it's going to be structured. Based in a scientific and reality to, for It's going people. to follow scientific processes and thinking, ideologies, right? This is, we say, the proper organization. Because you yeah. might have a reactionary activist who might be, a, a mm-hmm. let's say, a black gun rights activist, mm-hmm. and their first thing is what? Go get armed, go get training, divorce from the scientific understanding of needing an organization to address the conditions of why you even need a gun in the first place. You feel me? And you need to have all folks that are behind the gun aligned on ideology. You feel right? me? Because if me and you busting the gun for different reasons, let's say we both hit the target now that we go and make it to our end goal, now me and you have different goals. And now what? I mean, you pointing the gun at each other? You feel me? And then, <laughs> like, I mean, that's where you, you, yeah. go, you go from... Uh, a nationalist uh, revolution to where it turns into sectarianism, it turns into uh, tribalism based off of regional interests and regional things, and that's that's what happens. That's why ideology is important. Uh, and, you know and, what I mean. And this is why you must you must organize. You 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 really must organize. And excuse me, I would say from experience, right? Having done activist type things in terms of going to protests, walkouts in high school, right? Like those things, those those things gave me like a feeling. Uh, right, they give you that kind of emotional release and that somewhat of a high and a, a vessel for your energy you're like, I'm for that doing moment, yeah. you know. But it's like when you take a step back, how much closer did you get to, the, to your ultimate objective, or were you even to able to define your objective in your goal? And yeah. that's what the organization, the proper organization, is supposed to do to define the goals, define the processes, and then through trial and error, assess the goals again upon completion or upon failure, assess the process again upon completion or failure, right, and constantly be reviewing and reassessing uh, and putting into practice, right? Uh, Putting your theory into practice. That's what proper organization does. And that is the only thing that we can do if we are to, that is the only correct process to address all of the oppressed people's uh, colonial subjugation. Like that, that is the only thing that was get us through because as you can see, we've had activism. we've, We've had activism, we've had organizing. All these successful revolutions were born, they might've been born of some activism, but Sustain, we're built and sustained of organizing and accomplished through organizing. Ain't no revolution without organization. To get the masses of people to wake up to the colonial sub- subjugation, to their colonial reality, there is organization. There's organization at different levels. Yeah, the masses of people might rise up and the masses of people might not say they're with a particular organization, but there's an organization lighting that fire under the masses of people to get them to move. And what we're seeing right now in this... Uh, Black Lives Matter consciousness movement is it's been largely activist based. It's been following feelings, following reactions, 
chasing ambulances, protesting from next person to next person without actual proper organization. You feel me? And that's the call of the day is to build revolutionary cadre organizations to guide the people rather than letting these careerists and letting these career activists guide the people to, you feel me, strengthen their own pocketbook. And that's exactly what is happening with uh, this Black Lives Matter group is they've used <laughs> activism for their own career aspirations to raise money without actually having any politic. I mean, they do have a politic. It's neoliberalism. Uh-huh. And that's what this <laughs> uh, nonprofit industrial complex is producing is this activist. They ain't, put in, they ain't producing organizers, real organizers who was trying to overthrow the system and build a new system based off of people's common humanity and human rights. Yeah. And if we know, if we talk about the process of decolonization being something that's like mental, that's just, that always scares me, bro. Yeah, no, I've but been like, here by somebody myself. scale the side of our house. <laughs> the the window, door shut. You know, it's the wind. Uh, but if we know the process of decolonization to be one of like physical, mental, and spiritual for millions of people, how are we supposed to just do that randomly? Like we're all supposed to just have our own little, you know, like we're supposed to leave it up. Like we all supposed to have our own. No, we need to be grounded in common understanding and move guided by common ideology. And you can only move that many people through organization. Through organization. Because if you leave it up to us to carry our own traumas and understandings and uh, experiences and still be unified, it's just not going to happen. And like act, what activism does, right, it, in a sense, not in a sense, it, it's for sure easier because, right, if me and you go and get active at a protest, you know, something happens to you, you go to jail, I'm not really, I don't know this nigga, like, shit, I'm on to the next thing. But as an organizer, we've been building together. I'm going to have systems and places to bail you out. I'm tapping in with your mama. I'm tapping in with your daddy. I'm tapping, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, it's just a lot more work that goes into it to teach when we having disagreements, we button heads. Activists, you can just walk away from it. Organizer, we got to figure this out to get to our complete objective. Who's wrong? Are we both wrong? Who's right? You feel me? Like It's, it's a lot of work. It's the, the day in where I'm reading uh, Che's diary in, in, in the Congo, right? And he's like, bro, organizing this guerrilla cadre, this first column, right? For every five uh, guerrillas, or for every five, for every five uh, folks, we get one soldier. Yeah. For every five soldier, we get one. We get one gorilla. You know what I'm saying? Like that's so much work. As opposed to just like when they asked who want to go to the Congo, you have 500 black Cubans raise their hand. They could have just took them 500 black Cubans out there. We activated, and they would have got wiped out, wiped out. No, no political, no uh, grounded in political ideology. No clear organizing and systems as far as understanding the terrain and who's which column is responsible for the front, the rear, the deactivating the minds, the feeding the folks, the clothing the folks, the doctors, right? Like this is if you start talking about revolution, right? Well, Malcolm said you wouldn't use revolution because it didn't. It means blood. It means war, right? Not just revolution, like (laughs) not revolution, like oh, we finna run the we finna run the nonprofit. Not revolution, like we finna run the music company. Not revolution, like we finna be the actors in the in the industry. Not this DEI stuff, but real revolution where we're trying to seize the means of production. Free the land. And free the land. That's going to take mass organizing because you know who you're going to come against? The National Guard, the military, mercenaries. That's who you're going to come across. The that's, mafia. That's who you, the, <laughs> like, literally you the mafia. The, the mafia, <laughs> the FBI, the CIA. 
the units we don't even know of. The Azov Battalion, the IDF. That's who you fin. That's who. That's who we fin. And whoever else is a part of NATO. That's who you finna run against. That's who. That's who. That's who you finna run, come up against. They already showed us what happened when you had when we got active. Who did they call in in twenty twenty? The National Guard. The pigs. They organized. Deployed just like that. They Deployed organized just like against that. A, what I tell you right now. Fifty organized imperialist combatants versus a couple hundred activists are gonna win. Period. Are going to win off strategy alone. I mean, we see that these off protests. We see that these protests. You can have protests of ten thousand people, and they have four hundred police officers. But those four hundred pigs is organized within uh, and they grounded operations, in and they grounded <laughs> in the ideology. Protect this property at all costs <laughs> by any means. And necessary. what are they doing? They follow orders, and they are able to disperse protests with just four hundred officers compared to ten thousand people. Organization. You feel me? We is. Out-organized. We, we is out-organized. That's, that's what's going on right now. It's because why, if we look even locally, you feel me? If we look in the city of Oakland, maybe 2,000 to 2,500 police officers. That's just an estimate, right? If we have 1,000 OPD, you know, 500 Alameda County Sheriff, 200 uh, Oakland Housing Authority, BART Police, just off those po- police officers, right? And various other agencies that operate within Oakland. It's 2,500, 3,000. What's the population of Oakland? Hundreds of thousands of people. Yet these people are the ones who are the occupying force, <laughs> who control our lives, who have the power over us. Because they're unified. They're unified on ideology. <laughs> and they're organized. <laughs> they are for white supremacist, capitalist, colonialist, imperialism. That's what they are for. And that's what they stand by. They stand by fascism. And they will fight for it. So what is our... How are we going to combat that? How are we actually going to combat that in a scientific way through scientific processes? It ain't going to be just going to a protest and yelling, fuck 12. That might feel good in the moment. <laughs> yeah, fuck 12. But what to actually combat that takes high levels of organization, high levels of discipline, high levels of ideological training. Because what good is fine for some and winning and then the ideology crumbles and then now it's just civil war. We're also speaking from experience. You know, I mean, like, it's because yeah. I was, you know, I did the activism type, you yeah. know, go to go into protests, speaking at a protest. And then, yeah, it was like, oh, no, we got to organize for something. We got to organize for demands. OK, now we organizing for demands. Oh, but what is what's going on in the actual community? All right. Now let's actually do something in the, the community. So let's get organized. You feel me? That's part of my political growth and my political evolution. And that's what the job is of somebody who's evolved. Talk about your mistakes. <laughs> How did you course correct them? But you know, you how know, do you move forward? But there, there's some folks that this is going to like trigger, you know, because they're going to be like, oh, like, I mean, on. it should, it should trigger you because I'm like, when I read stuff, I'm like, oh, he talking about me. Like, I'm reading some of this Chase stuff, like, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> I'm reading some of this Nairi stuff, like, oh, Brett talking about me. Like, this, <laughs> I fit the bill for this. Am I going to close the book and get an attitude or am I going to go out and make the difference? You're going to close the book and turn into a fascist. You, you feel me? Like, am I going to close the book and get an attitude? So it's like, yeah, like, you should get riled up. Uh, you shouldn't get defensive when people point out, you know, uh, flaws 
and your practices and ideologies, especially if they're not doing it from this, you know, a vile place where they're just like challenging you to be better. Well, I think even the early days of PBO, you know, you can you could consider it activism based on its lack of organization and based off its based off our minute understanding of the ideology that we were trying to follow, right? Like it was. You probably, you not probably, you had the most in-depth understanding of the thing that we were trying to do, but then you look at me as the co-founder, I wasn't where I needed to be politically to be speaking on all these things and leading the organization, you know? And so I think about those days where we would do like a program, two, one, one Sunday, and then six weeks later do another one, and then three weeks later do another one, and then nine weeks later do another one, you know what I'm saying? It was like, nah, we need to get organized. And once we said, yo, we finna do, we went from doing that to, you know, like, once every five weeks, once a month to three days a week. And to make that leap, we had to get organized. We had to put systems in place. Okay, now you're the shopper. This group will distribute. This group will go get this. this. We had to get organized to be effective. And so, and this is just to feed a couple hundred people every week. So you start talking about wanting to feed. Let's a say nation. even if you're a communist, mm -hmm. even if you're a communist and you believe in a one world order, you're talking about feeding billions of people and managing Billions and billions of people with no organization? With no organ how are we supposed to do this? How? Considering that we've been organized um, to much of our dismay by capitalism, we, we know all we know is organization to some degree. And again, how do you get to how do you get billions of people to fall in line? How do you get them to? With hopes organization. and <laughs> organization and mass political education. Uh, you need ideology. Even mm -hmm. if your ideology is well, something of just like we see all humans as as equal. We see the planet as a place to bring uh, humanity to life. Well, you know, for us, we say that the highest form of that is revolutionary nationalism. We say the highest form of that, the highest cleansing, the highest healing is putting it into white supremacist capitalist imperialism. And so that's the call for today is to get organized um, if you are in Oakland, East Bay Area, and are looking for, and again, it's not just, not just to get organized, but to get organized in an organization that is looking to put an end to white supremacist, white supremacist capitalist imperialism, not just, oh, we organizing. What is your, what do you, how do you feel about white supremacist capitalism? Hey, That's what you ask people who lead the organization. We're not even saying, like, <laughs> what is revolution yeah. to your organization? You feel me? Because a revolution to different people might be, oh, a socialist America. A revolution to some people might be a, a neo-colonial government with, <laughs> uh, of, of new Africans. You feel me? But a revolution to us is the complete independence, the complete sovereignty, the complete liberation of the new African nation through the formation of the Republic of New Africa. Which then leads us to Pan-Africanism. That's our program. <laughs> That's our program. But we can't just say, you know, there's people who say we need revolution. But what does revolution, what does revolution mean? Because revolution is not just about destroying. Revolution is about creating. Revolution is about being for something. About being for a new type of society governed by a new ideology. With the principles of egalitarianism. Humanism. <laughs> you feel me? So that's what you got to ask yourself because we, we can't just say organize, organize. We got to organize for what are we organizing for? It ain't just join the organization because the ACLU is an organization. The NAACP is an organization. 
But what is that organization? What is the politics that that organization is putting in command? What is the ideologies that govern that organization? And if there ain't an organization, you know, in, in your locale, create your own. That's how people's programs started. Learning, trial and error, making mistakes, course correcting. And it wasn't just automatically health clinics and bail funds and grocery programs and PE cadres. No, it was five years of development. Five years of development. We know that all development happens through the battle of contradictions. It was working through in individual contradictions, larger group contradictions, two-person contradictions, three-person contradiction, contradictions, ten-person contradictions, 20 people is... It's just a, a lot of work, but it's the work that must be done. And so, again, we're calling you to organize, uh, to ground your organization in revolutionary ideologies and philosophies. And that means, again, seizing the means of production. It means moving in a way that is in alignment with the planet. It means communalism, egalitarianism, humanism, all the things that Bosch just said. That's what it means. That's when you know you're working with an organization that's pushing revolutionary rhetoric and putting revolutionary rhetoric into practice through their programming. You gotta have programs. You have to have, you have to have programs. You have to have programs. It's not enough to just have the circles and the meetings and the spew the rhetoric. You have to have the programming because the program is where it the all The masses of our people are. Period. And that's how we wake people up through the contradictions of the state, through programs for decolonization. So tap in. We got a lot of good episodes. Go listen to some of our past episodes. We had Jaleel on one. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about new African independence, man. Tap in. We have to do uh, Black Joy at the end. I think that's fine. We can end it on something positive. All right. Well, what's your Black Joy? I got a few. Mm, what do I want to choose? I just had uh, breakfast, one of my longest, one of my long, one of my, what is, what is the word I'm looking for? I just Colleague? No, it's my mentor. It's my, it's my boy, but I'm saying oh. it's my longest friend, my long. <laughs> Yeah. Childhood friend. It's about childhood. childhood friend. My boy Nico. Um, just catching up. He a lot like Keenan with their memories, bro. Like, I'm like, do I have, like, I, I think I have CTE, bro. I'm not even joking anymore. Oh, yeah. Because, like, they can remember things that I do. He was like, bro, you remember the first time we read the Willie Lynch letter? I'm like, what? <laughs> he was like, he was like, bro, you always been conscious. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, bro, in seventh grade, you remember us walking down the street talking about the Willie Lynch letter? I'm like, I can't even tell you about the Willie Lynch letter right now. <laughs> and we was talking about that in seventh grade. He like, yes, bro. We was talking about that in seventh grade. He was like, you put me on. He's like, basically, we found out about the Willie Lynch letter and you ain't look back. I'm like, <laughs> that's how he see me though. But I'm yeah, like, I don't even remember that. That's you know? wild, bro. Uh, that's wild. Then he FaceTimed his mom. She looked the exact same, bro. Like, shit, we was 11 when we met. That's 29 years? 29 years? No, 19 years. 19 years. And they're about to be 40. <laughs> I've been around you niggas too long. I was way smarter than y'all when I first met you niggas. In terms of math, this PBL shit is wearing off on me. Y'all niggas can't count for shit. Yimmy always point out that goddamn calculator. <laughs> but 19 years, bro. 19 years I've been on my nigga, and just it was it, it felt good, bro. Especially because after what me and you had to do this morning, I was just kind of feeling in a bad space, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out my boy Neek. He doing his uh, his nephew Khalil is about to graduate eighth grade, and I remember seeing him, you know, him since he was born. Him and my younger cousin went to Malcolm X together. Went to Malcolm X Elementary. Um, they both graduated in eighth grade this year. It's just wild, bro. Like, I think I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but like me and my niggas, 
our friend group, you know, we didn't really have our dads around, you know. Um, like, these are niggas who I learned how to put a condom on from, you feel me? Like, for real, like, this shit crazy, bro. Like, you fuck my nigga, like, 11 years old teaches you how to, you feel me, safe sex. You feel me? Like, 11 year old teaches, like, it's, I know it's probably, it's wild, but like, these are niggas, you know, I learned how to fight from, you feel yeah. me, how to dress, talk to girls. Like, yeah. these are niggas who, outside of like my uncles, you feel like the shit who I didn't feel comfortable asking my uncles, like, I learned from them niggas. Yeah. And so it's just dope to see uh to stay Still connected, bro. You know, like, it's, it's dope to stay connected, especially uh how the locale has changed so much as a result of gentrification. You know, niggas dying, going to jail. Oh yeah, that's that's my black joy. Shout out my nigga Neek and all my niggas who I grew up with. That's what's up, man. Hey, my, I seen my uh my little brother. Good to see him again, you know. He out in college, so seeing him, being able to uh chop it up with him. Try and give him, you know, game on what to do next in terms of life, you feel me, and getting prepared for, sure, he about to be a junior now, you know what I'm saying? Which is wild. I'm like, bro, it's like, We I, talked about this two episodes ago. He didn't do JUCO. He went straight to, he went straight to college. Yeah, but it was uh, COVID, COVID, so you feel me? Okay, he was living so this at one, home. But still, though, the time, damn, that was three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Hey, like, he graduated. He graduated. Yeah. Yeah. He graduated during high school. Or like he graduated he gradu- COVID. The COVID was going on when he graduated. Yeah. You feel me? So like but he this had is like, like that first batch of COVID. That was like yeah. yeah. That first that first Because he came to the live, not the live, but to the uh like little surprise shit they threw for us. He was there, right? Nah, that was my other brother. Okay, okay. That he's older. Yeah. He's like twenty six. Right. Yeah. Nah, so that's crazy. It's just it's wild because he ain't you feel me? He he grown ass man now. Twenty one? Twenty. Twenty, yeah. Oh yeah. Just remember him as a baby. Running around, you feel me? We'd be playing ding dong, ditching the neighborhood. We'd ditch him, you feel me? So, because he couldn't run fast, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so now he just, you feel me? Beard and shit, afro. It'd just be wild still. But, uh, yeah, that and then just went on a, a, a longer ride to on my bike. So, I was just getting that, get getting that wind therapy. So, I can get on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be our new. I would uh, never do that, though. That shit seems so scary. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that shit. should be over for them. Be a, a new cover, new that cover art. Insane, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> but yeah, drop y'all black joy. Share y'all black joy. Tweet at us. Drop it in the comments on Hella Black. You feel me? Appreciate y'all sharing y'all joy. You feel me? You don't got to be black to share y'all joy, but share it with us on Patreon.com/slash Hella Black Pod. Tap in.